Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey guys, it's Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing today? How's everybody doing? Hope we're doing good. We got a great show for you. We had an awesome show yesterday. Love my guest. Um, He's got such a heart for men and women, as do I. Guess why you're listening to us today? Because we're going to talk some bold truth. And I know that this show is going to encourage you much like it encouraged myself this morning. You know, I my team makes a, um, a, not a schedule. What do they make? What do they make? An outline. They make an outline of these shows. And I've, um, you know, I created the original video for this outline. And um, one of my team members was reading it to me this morning. I thought, wow, that encouraged me. Um Sometimes you need what you what you have studied for. It's very interesting. Um, this is going to be a powerful show for those of you that are about to step out and do something that God has asked you to do and you're terrified. Okay. Um, the name of the show is God's Are Already There. Now, don't turn it off because I think that this will encourage you greatly. I want to tell you before we get into the guts of the show today that... We are listener supported, which means y'all's support pays for this show to be on the air. And I just want to say thank you to those of you that have given, but there is still a need for those of you that are listening that maybe um, the spirit of God is pricking your heart saying, hey, listen, give here, give here, give here. Um, We, it takes money. It takes money to make ministries happen. So um, if you feel like God is saying, Hey, that's me. I want to give you can go to autumnmiles.com because we are listener supported. Um, also to those of you that have purchased my book, I am Rahab. I just want to give a giant thank you to, um, it has been such a joy just to hear what God has done in your life through this book. We have heard so many people that have said, I can't put it down. It's exactly what I needed. Um, we just, I just spoke at a conference um, just this weekend or an event this weekend. We're traveling all over here for the next few months, but, and got up to speak and, um, you know, shared what God had laid on my heart. Of course, it was all based out of uh, Joshua and the story of Rahab and you know, there was sobs in the audience almost immediately. Um, this this book, by the power of God and by his word, is reaching people. So thank you guys for supporting it. This book is a great book to do uh, Bible studies with at your church. Um, grab several books, do a Bible study, any small groups. Um, it's a great resource. There's a lot of questions in the back just to kind of challenge you and um, really poke a little deeper into your life. It is set up to be done in a group. So um, I would encourage you guys to do that if possible. I want to get, get into the text today. Uh, God is already there. God is already there. Now, 
I am a, someone who lives 10 years in advance. Um, it's just, it's weird the way my mind, and you know, some of you guys will identify with that. It's kind of weird the way my mind thinks. Um, I, I, I think about the future, you know, 10 years ago, I was thinking about the days that I was living in now, you know, what is it going to be like to write a book and, you know, have, have my kids and, um, you know, all that sort of things. I was, I was actually praying 10 years ago about the days that I am living in now. And, um, it is amazing to see what God has done and how faithful he has been, um, in this last decade of my life, my my entire life. But um, I can just think now tangibly about the requests that I have cried out, prayed out, uh, lost sleep over, stood on um, that God has literally brought to fruition. We serve a very, very faithful God. And you know, as as I look to the next 10 years and whatever that is going to whatever's going to happen in um, my personal life and in my professional life, I, I have great dreams. And of course, I'm praying for huge things and great things um, because I know that God is able to do exceedingly more than I can ask or imagine according to his power that is work within me. But sometimes these things that I pray for are very daunting. It's like, okay, Lord, how are we going to get from point A to point B or point B to point C? How do we do that? And those things can be incredibly daunting and, and scary. And, you know, if you look around and you look at the circumstances, you can actually talk yourself out of praying big things on behalf of your life and behalf of your family's life, your husband's life. You could talk yourself out of it because how, how is that possible? Those things that I'm praying for, how will that come about? And one of the things that um, has encouraged my heart so much as of late is this text um, in Joshua. It's kind of hidden. It's not really talked about very much. Um, and I love those passages of scripture that aren't talked about too much, but they are, they're, they're, they're there. Um, right after we see that um, Israel is, is, is literally getting ready um, to go over and to uh, uh, attack Jericho, this, this is the little nugget that I see. It's in Joshua 5. I'm going to pick it up in verse 12. The manna ceased. On the day after they, Israel, had eaten some of the produce of the land, so that the sons of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate some of the field of the land of Canaan during that year. Now, here we are. This is the verse I'm counting, going to camp on. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes, looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, No. Rather, I indeed come now as a captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet for the place 
where you are standing is holy ground. And Joshua did so. Now, this is really interesting to me because it actually um, we see that that uh, Moses was also asked to remove his sandals because it was holy ground whenever he sort of was commissioned by the Lord to go and to um, lead Israel out of bondage. But here we see it with Joshua as well. And it's a very interesting um, passage of scripture because the manna had just ceased from being a thing. And Joshua is going out a leader by himself. It doesn't say anyone is with him. He is standing right there beside Jericho. And he is probably looking as a leader. Um, he, you know, you, you know what you are getting ready to do. You know what is coming. You know that it is going to be a huge task to defeat. You know that the call of God is terrifying. And sometimes you find yourself just sitting there looking at at the conflict in your mind or maybe physically looking at the conflict and you're thinking, oh my goodness, Lord, how in the world are you going to accomplish this on my behalf? What are you going to do? So we see Joshua standing there isolated by himself as a leader, probably praying, um, um, probably in deep thought, looking at Jericho. And that is when He was visited by a man. Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no, rather I indeed come now as a captain of the Lord of hosts. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, what has my Lord to say to his servant? It's interesting that Joshua was standing there and he noticed this man who identified himself as the captain of the Lord's armies. And this man was already there. He, God, was already there. It's so interesting how sometimes we can get so focused on the battle, so focused on what could potentially happen, so focused on maybe even the fight and how are we going to fight and what is God going to do and how is he going to come through? And uh, we, we kind of think um, that we are in charge of any of it, but the captain of the Lord's army had stationed himself right beside Jericho to meet Joshua when he came out isolated, to have a conversation with him, to reassure him that, listen, I'm stationed here. No doubt he was uh, 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 encouraged Joshua's heart as he stood there understanding that God was already there. The, 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 The head of the army was already watching over the battle that hadn't happened yet, but was getting ready to happen. And the captain of the Lord's army was going to make sure that everything happened according to plan. Everything happened according to the will of God. Everything happened that was supposed to happen. He was there stationed there to make sure that when Joshua stood out in faith, when he stepped forward in faith, when when he led all the men to, to, to march around the city, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh day, that on the seventh time they walked around the city, when they shouted with a great shout, he was there to make sure that those walls fell flat. He was already there. 
Don't be naive as you are stepping out in faith. You know, God doesn't have a step out and then laugh at us. He has a step out as he's leading us. He doesn't trail behind us. We trail behind him. He's the one that leads. We're the one that follows. And just like in this specific case with Joshua, who knows what he was thinking as he was standing there. I know myself as a leader, um, you know, especially when we first started in six years, we did 25 conferences all around the country. And there were some conferences where I didn't know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew that God had called us to a specific area. God had said, listen, this is where I want you to go. All I knew is that I was following the request of the Lord and the, and the result was not up to me. It was up to the Lord. Obedience was up to me. The result was up to the Lord. And every time he was faithful, every time he did something absolutely that blew our mind. I remember one time he was calling us to go to um, um, Los Angeles. And I thought, okay, here we go. We're going to do this awesome conference in Los Angeles. And I was praying about it. And I knew that God was saying, listen, I want you to do this. Step out in faith. I want you, I want you to do this. And we got there. And I mean, From the start, it was a complete disaster. Like, you know, if you've ever been in charge of any event whatsoever, nothing went right. Like, you know, we had churches calling and canceling and, you know, it was one thing after another was going wrong. But on the plane right there, I remember I had my head back and I was praying, you know, Lord, I know that you've called us to do this. And God was reassuring me even in that prayer. Listen, I'm already there. Your job is to obey. My job is to produce the results. Your job is to obey. So as long as you're obeying me, you're successful. The world will tell us different. You know, if there's um, if there's a full room, you're successful. But God says oh, success is not in a full room. Success is in obedience. And as I was sitting there and I was praying, you know, Lord, um, what would you have us do? What can I expect from this conference? Spirit of God speak. He spoke so clear, so audibly a vision um, he gave me of a of a young Latina girl with cornrows in her hair, with black wire rim glasses on. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was on a plane heading there. And in this vision, God told me she was going to be from a detention center. And I knew that there was detention centers that were on the way that were coming. You guys, um, there's no way I could have known this, but the spirit of God. But here I sat. In this airplane, right beside one of our interns, and I sort of picked my head up and looked at the the intern, and she looked at me, and I was like, no, I'm not going to tell her, and I put my head back down. I don't want to freak her out, but when God gave me the vision of this girl, he told me she's demon-possessed, and that might scare you, but hello, that's ministry, okay? Um, and I, I thought, okay, Lord, I don't know what is going to happen at this conference, but you know what? You're leading me. I'm intimidated. I'm scared. I don't know what to do, but you're leading me. I'm not leading you. I'm following directly behind you. You're already there. Just like the captain of the Lord's army was already stationed right by Jericho to make sure that every piece of of God's purpose was going to happen. God was leading Joshua. I remember we got to the conference and I was like, oh my goodness, it was a total, it was a mess. Halfway through the conference on that Saturday, the detention center was late. I kept asking, where's the detention center? Where are they coming? Because we bus 50% of completely unchurched people in to our conferences. 
Where are they at? Where are they at? About halfway through the day, they showed up. And here I am watching one of our speakers speak, and she was doing a phenomenal job. But I sat up and I looked over to my right, and what did I see? From the detention center, a young Latina girl with cornrows in her hair with black wire room glasses on. I got up immediately, went back to the back, and I said, you know what, guys? Don't let her leave because I know I need to talk to her. I need to pray with her. Don't let her leave. God had told me. I didn't tell them at that point, but God had told me she is possessed. And so I got up and I spoke and they, they were keeping an eye on her because they knew I wanted to talk to her. I got up and I spoke and I did the altar call and so many people made decisions for Christ. It was absolutely amazing. Um, but my eyes were on her and she was sitting down, not doing anything. I went out. I came back in. I did another altar call. And then I watched her run to the back of the room. Like it was yesterday, I prayed, closed everything up, went back to the back and said, listen, go get her. I need to talk to her. She was in the bathroom stall and she was like shaking. Didn't want to come out, was telling my team, let me go home. Let me go home. I don't want to be here. I don't like you. Let me go home. Let me go home. And one of my team members, um, as kindly as they could, said, listen, Autumn wants to talk to you, brought her backstage. I was sitting there talking to her. She was cussing me out. She was saying all sorts of, of crazy things to me. And I remember looking at her straight in the face, the vision of the girl that God had gave me. And I put my hand on her leg and I hugged her and I prayed and the most faith that my body could muster for that demon to come out, looked at her when I was done praying and she was calm as could be. And after a little while, I prayed the prayer of salvation over her. She became a believer in Jesus Christ that day. I was terrified to go, but God was already there because God had a job to do. And he was not, he was not going to let me go without me accomplishing what he wanted to do on my behalf. It was faith for me to know what I was getting ready to walk into. It was faith for me to step up and to even be obedient to that. But God met me right there, much like he did Joshua that day. You know, in Joshua 1.9, it says it. We've quoted it, you've quoted it, and yet we don't live by it. It says this, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you everywhere that you go. As he stood there staring at Jericho, being tightly shut, fortified city, well supplied. Knowing that they're, they were in a position of real advantage over the Israelites because they were high up. They could shoot them down with, you know, uh, any of their weapons. They could attack them strategically. Jericho was in a position of advantage. And yet the captain of the Lord's army was stationed right there to make sure that they were going to be successful. When we give in to our anxiety, y'all, and to our fear, and we allow it to overtake us, we are serving it and bowing down to it as our king. That becomes the idol that we worship. That becomes the thing that controls us. That becomes uh, the thing that we obey. 
And I do not want you to be in a situation where, yes, maybe God is calling you to do to fight some Jerichos. I'm sure that he is. If you're a believer, he's called you to step out in faith on on his behalf. But understand when we step back rather than step forward and give into that anxiety and fear, you are serving something. And when you step back, you're serving that fear. Is fear present? Of course, we're human. But you can step out in faith, trusting that God is going to to step in with his faithfulness and still be scared. Faith is not the absence of fear. It's looking at what God has asked you to do and choosing to believe anyway. It's not the absence of fear. We're made human. We're made to feel. I don't want you to serve that. Just like Joshua could have turned around and said, nope, mm, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. But God was stationed already there. Um, we've talked so much about Jericho and Joshua and Rahab and all of these different uh, pieces to this um, story. And I think Joshua gets a lot of credit for leading the Israelites. The Israelites get a lot of credit for following because, you know, there were times when they did not follow Moses. Rahab gets a lot of credit. The spies get a lot of credit. But the true hero out of every single one of these uh, characters in this story was the Lord who years and years and years and years and years before this saw the battle of Jericho, prepared through hardship and miracles the Israelites to go in to trust God as they marched around the city. Um, He is the true hero that was stationed already there that made sure that the walls fell down except for the ones where Rahab Uh, was living. God is the true hero. Understand this, that your faith is not in faith. Your faith is in the stability of the word of God. That um, is where your faith should be placed. We talk about faith a lot, but there has to be an object of our faith. We do not just believe just to believe. We believe in the word of God and in um, Jesus, the son of God. Um, I want to wrap this up as we have talked about this so much. And I just want to tell you um, of, of the response that we have seen um, from the book. I think one, one story that, that absolutely completely sticks out to me is a woman whose son was actually murdered um, a few years ago. And we've highlighted her story on our pages and stuff. You can go and find it on our social media. Um, Son murdered. How in the world do you make, does God make good come out of that? Her son was, was murdered brutally, horrible, horrible story. And yet this precious woman chose to turn um, that horrible thing that happened to her and happened to her son into something that was incredible. She actually started a nonprofit for 
um, mothers that um, were mothers of children that have been murdered um, and, and is just doing incredible things for the Lord. And, and as, as we sort of wrap up this season of talking about Joshua, Rahab, the spies, all of that, and transition into just another season of ministry, I want you to understand that um, she was a Rahab that turned her pain into something amazing. I am a Rahab that chose to turn my pain into a vessel for the Lord's use and for the Lord's glory. Um, Nikki, who we had on the show not too long ago, who was very promiscuous and and things like that, has chosen to take the pain that she encountered um, and give it to the Lord for his glory. There are several of these stories of women out there, thousands and thousands of them that have said, you know what? I am choosing to be Rahab. I am choosing to step out and allow my pain to be truly utilized, not to hoard my pain, not to um, discount my pain, not to forget about my pain, but to use it as a catalyst for change in somebody else's life. And um, I just want to thank you again for all of your support of the book. We will be doing a book signing on September 21st at Mardell in Frisco. And we would love for you guys to come and hang out with us there. But um, God will cho- has chosen you to be a vessel for his glory. It's just up to you to accept it. Love you guys so much. Remember, God is already there. Thank you for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word. 100.7 FM.